This is the Public Record Podcast, where we take a deep dive into topics of interest to the readers of the Coachella Valley's Business News Weekly, with leaders in government, business, nonprofits, and education. I'm Managing Editor Ken Allen. Well, my guests today are Rosanna Duran from Hello Computer with a software application called Storytime International and Storytime uh, 2 applications, actually. And my co-host today is the lovely Laura James from CVEB. Always happy to have you uh, join me in, uh, on these presentations. Thank you, Ken. So this is basically an application. Is it only available on the Google Store? At this moment, it is only available for Android devices right. on the Google Play Store. So yeah. it, will it come to the iPhone yes. at some point? Yes. Is that a steeper climb? Is is that why they... It is. We we usually develop for Android first. Um, it's, it's my developer's preferred platform to develop in, and then it's easier to get things onto the Google Play Store. So you have two applications. Tell me what the two are and what their names are. So in 2021, we released Storytime. And Storytime is a mobile application that never tells the same story twice. My partner, Christopher Taylor, the developer, he taught an algorithm how to speak English. And we released it in 2021. And it quickly won two awards, a Go Global Award from the International uh, Trade Council in Washington, D.C., and then a Corporate Vision Award uh, from Corporate Vision in the U.K. for Most Unique App. So basically, the reason it's most unique is because it never tells the same story twice. Ah. Yeah, and then it also houses an activity center that helps um, with literacy and imagination and reading, writing, and, and just imagination and, and cultivating literacy tools that for young readers. Mm -hmm. And then we realized that we wanted to expand. And so my partner was like, let's have it translate and read aloud from mm -hmm. any tablet. So in January of this year, we launched Storytime International. And that speaks 137 languages. Wow. It translates all the stories. And then it also reads aloud from the tablet or a smartphone. So that really allows parents to you know, be making dinner and the child can be running the tablet with a story on it in English or in their own native language. So this is a radio program. So you have to describe to the audience what you see in the okay. app. You see the text on the screen and is that translated? Yes. So when you say, and I did bring the, I did bring the tablet just okay. to show you if you wish. Yeah. Um, but yes, when you generate a story, you can generate a story in English or in Farsi if you want. Mm -hmm. And then it, you can toggle between English and the language. And then, yeah, you can either read the story yourself or a parent could read the story to a child. Or you push the little microphone button, the speaker button, and the tablet will read the story aloud. Now, one of the, uh, as you're describing this, and having done foreign languages myself, one of the obstacles we often find is some languages are the reverse syntax of English. And I'm not saying English is correct or right. incorrect. I'm just saying it is the reverse. So in a certain language, you might say in English, uh, where is the bathroom? But in another language, it might be the bathroom where is. Right. How do you deal with that? You know, that's a very good question. That's what I'm here to ask. Good questions. Yeah. Good question. Um, you know, somehow the algorithm adapts uh -huh. because when it's translated, yeah, like, for example, in Spanish, you always put the adjective before yeah. the noun, yeah. right? Like the, the, 
pencil blue or blue pencil kind of thing. So the algorithm somehow adjusts. And then when the, the stories come in translated, I, yeah, they, they come in translated in that adjustment for, the, for that language. Now, can you ha ask it to translate literally? And there's a good reason for that, because I find when I'm trying to learn a foreign language and it's translating in English for me with the reversal of the syntax, uh, I can't associate the words because they're out of order, you know? Right. It would be like trying to memorize the sequence of numbers, like for a combination lock, <laughs> but the numbers that you're memorizing are not in the right sequence, so it's not gonna do you any good. Right. Are you able to do that in the application? Yeah, you can toggle between, so yeah. you can hear it in English or read it, and then if you hit the little world button, it translates it, but then you can look back at the English. And see. Uh, and go back and forth. So it is somewhat of an ESL, or English as a Second Language tool. Wonderful. And we're recording this interview today in the beautiful offices at CVEP's Palm Desert Annex. Is that the right way to say it? The Palm Desert iHub. <laughs> iHub. The Palm Desert iHub. Absolutely stunning. The first time I've been here, I, I was aware of it, but I hadn't had a chance. COVID kind of screwed things up for getting out. Laura, why don't you tell us a little bit about the facility here and uh, how... Hello Computer got uh, connected with you. Yeah, so the, the Palm Desert iHub, we were set to have our grand opening in March of 2020, and we all know how that went. So the grand opening of this That was facility, like the wrong time. It was, it was terrible, Ken. I will the perfect tell you, we, storm. We put together all of the furniture that's in this building by hand, and we put the last screw in the last oh, chair no. on March 3rd. Oh. And so as we're getting ready to send out invitations for the grand opening event, things shut down. So more than a year and a half later, we finally got to open up. And it was about a year after that, that Rosanna, well, less than a year after that, it was probably the following summer, I think, that Rosanna came to a workshop that we had here. I think the topic was, I don't know, financial literacy for business or something mm -hmm. along those lines. It was in the middle of the summer. I think it was June or July. And, which is a very hard time to get people out of their homes to come to workshops, mm -hmm. but miraculously, she was here. And we realized that we had maybe met before at an event up in the high desert years and years and years ago, and just said, you know, we ought to set a time, because she said, I'm kind of working on this, on this thing. Maybe you guys could help me. And when we finally got to sit down and talk about Hello Computer and the Storytime app, and at the time, the upcoming Storytime International app, we realized, oh my gosh, well, this is exactly why this iHub facility exists, is to help boost and bolster companies that are working on digital technologies. So one of the things that we have available in this facility is the best bandwidth in the entire Coachella Valley. That's right, we're here mm. on a fiber optic network right here by the universities. Yes, we are. Yeah. So. Um, hopefully, you know, the rest of the valley is slowly catching up, but mm -hmm. we have the capability to get this up to like a 10 gig speed, yeah. symmetrical upload and download speeds. So this building really exists for the sake of helping entrepreneurs who are working on all things digital. Mm. Now, it just so happened that they developed their app mostly during COVID and the er, you know, early, early days of COVID before we even met them, but it gave her a perfect well, her and Chris, I guess Hello Computer is not just Rosanna, but her partner Chris. Um, it gave them sort of a real business address. Um, she, you're down here 
all the time yeah. um, for meetings, for events. We've we've connected Rosanna with potential funders. Um, it's been a fantastic relationship. She's she's probably well. I won't say she's my favorite entrepreneur to work with because they're all my favorite. It's like oh. just like your children, right? You don't have a favorite. Um, but she's she's so organized and so proactive, and she's interested in learning about the market that she's in and not just infatuated with the technology that she has, which is a problem that we sometimes see with entrepreneurs with a great technology is they're so blinded by looking at it and admiring it that they forget that they also need to go get out and market it, right, yeah. and get someone to pay for it. So they've really developed something that is worth paying for. I don't want the audience to miss the point you made about she met you at a networking event here. Now, mm -hmm. remembering this is an evergreen program, so don't give a specific upcoming event, but kind of tell the audience what resources are here that they might be interested in. Sure. Well, the, the best networking event that we have here, the one that's recurring on the most regular basis, is called Morning Insights. It's the second Wednesday of every month um, with a couple of exceptions if there's another big event going on elsewhere in the Coachella Valley. Um, but generally, the second Wednesday of every month, they can check our website at www.cvep.com and find out how to register, all of that. Um, it's free to attend. Each month, we try and feature a different industry to sort of dig deep and learn about. Um, and those, you know, primarily this is designed to be a networking event, but then having a guest presenter come in and talk about their industry gives people sort of a jumping off point for additional conversations. So if you are a horrible networker like me, I'm raising my hand right now for those of us listening on the radio, um, it gives you something to talk to people about other right. than just, hi, who are you, how long have you lived here, and what do you do, right? So um, they've proved to be a fantastic success. We also have other sort of more one-off events that don't happen on a regular schedule, things like the financial literacy workshops. Um, we've got an alternative finance workshop. Um, these are happening all different times of the year, so I just suggest people go on our website and look at our events page and see what's going on. Or follow us on social media. We're on all the major places. So, Rosanna, tell us what your experience with CVEP was after you came to the networking event. What was your impression, and what? Did, how did it go from there from your perspective? Well, it was amazing because in December of 2022, I got the email from Laura that we were accepted, and then at the same time, we had been accepted into the World Literacy Summit. Mm -hmm. So it was a great end of the year for mm -hmm. Hello Computer and my partner and I. So uh, immediately, I started working with Laura and Joe to uh, help finalize my presentation, and not only my pitch deck for investments, but my presentation for the World Literacy Summit. So they really, I just feel like they kind of held my hand, took me under their wing, and just kind of nurtured me along, and then sent me off to, to London and Oxford University to speak at the summit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that was uh, amazing because I had had my eyes on this program called Sunbooks. Mm -hmm. And these are Lenovo tablets that are actually powered by solar activity. And so they're great for places that don't have um, electricity, electricity and, yeah. and internet. And so the World Literacy Foundation, who puts on the summit, that's one of their initiatives. And so as I was cruising around Oxford University, I saw their booth mm -hmm. and the two African men there hosting it. And I just made a beeline for mm -hmm. them. And they showed me their Sunbooks tablet with their app on it. And then I showed them Storytime International. 
and they were floored and I was like you know I've been wanting to work with you guys forever and they're like well so we met a few times we met on zoom after we all came home and then they finally got me associated with the right people at the foundation and I'm so happy to say that we're actually going to be uh, a strategic partner with the World Literacy Foundation. And Storytime International is actually going to be their app mm-hmm. for all of their initiatives. The Public Record Podcast will continue in a moment. It costs a lot of money to acquire and maintain customers. When customers are ready to buy, don't let your phone system become a barrier to purchase. You can get a professional phone system audit, including branching, scripting, and professional voicing, for as little as $99. Be sure your automated attendant gets your customers the information they're seeking without needless delay. Proper scripting avoids time-wasting statements like, Please listen carefully as our menu options have changed. Or crazy requests like, Please enter your account number or your 16-digit card number. Seriously, how many attempts will it take the average customer to type in 16 digits on a touchtone screen? Call for a free analysis of your phone messaging system today. That's right. The analysis is absolutely free. Call 760-808-6189. That's 760 760- 808-6189 for your free voice messaging system analysis from Ken Allen Voices. Now, back to the Public Record Podcast. You know, we were talking about the iPhone version of the app as being a kind of a separate project, but there's another platform out there that is an Android platform but doesn't have the Google Play Store on it, and that's the Kindle platform. Mm, yes. How, how, how do you get into that? Is that a you know, separate effort? I think it might be, but that's a great place to look because they also have their Kindle lending library. Right. Well, well, they, there's, the tablets are so cheap. Right. You know, and I don't know what their penetration is compared to Apple and uh, the regular Android ecosystem. Probably, who would it be? Um, not Sharp. What, who am I trying to think of? Uh, Samsung. Samsung would be the major tablet player. But uh, yeah, that, so you haven't really looked into that yet. I haven't looked into Kindle yet. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah but I, I will. That's a good. That's a good one too. What's next for you now? What's the next project? You're going to continue to develop other apps or expand this one? Yeah, we're going to continue to expand Storytime International uh, upon signing our agreement with our new strategic partner with the World Literacy Foundation. We will roll out Storytime International. But we will be able to raise funds for the World Literacy Foundation and continue to develop it for older children, uh, even teenagers and adults and mm-hmm. even seniors. Oh. And because um, it really just depends on what you populate that story engine with. Mm-hmm. Because even though Storytime International is in and of itself its own entity, it's also a story engine. So I could take this engine and take it to Nickelodeon or Disney, right, or Mattel or someone, and actually help them make dynamic content out of their content. Because most apps, most story apps, storytelling apps, uh, have static content, Mm -hmm. meaning that the stories at some point are going to end. You'll have to recycle through them again. And so with ours, it's always telling you a new story. Are there philanthropic opportunities with your model where... Uh, someone could donate a large uh, donation <laughs> uh, to to provide free 
scholarships, as it were, for uh, children? Absolutely. How do they do that? So with our connection with the World Literacy Foundation, we will be able to raise 100% tax-deductible donations that would go to the World Literacy Foundation mm. uh, for their initiatives and their and their uh, programs throughout the world. So that's how that would work, and mm -hmm. they would love that. Uh, I mean, that's something that we hope to bring to the table. I'm looking at some corporate sponsors right now uh, to continue to develop story time, maybe even as their intellectual property that we're we're part of the development team, mm. but actually maybe give it to like a Mattel or someone like that that could develop it into a toy, so to speak. Like Barbie? Yeah. I mean, Barbie <laughs> has an app. Barbie. Yeah. Barbie has an app, but it's not dynamic, uh -huh. right? So I would love to be able to interface with them about the story engine, and suddenly Barbie's stories could be never-ending. Oh. No. The other thing we want to do is add the child as a hero in the story. So oh. you'll be able to upload a photo of the child, and then the child can go off oh. with Fuzzy the ferret or... Cody the koala, and go on an adventure wherever they story time takes them. Well, that's what I was wondering as you were describing this. And again, I haven't seen it work, but children's books usually are illustrated. Uh, are there images that are associated with it, or is it just purely text right now? No, there are images. Okay. So the algorithm dynamically pulls, well, pulls in the images. The, yeah, the, the characters, characters you mentioned, okay. Yeah, the nouns, the wobbly piano, right. you know, things like that. There's okay. always like you know, the sticky sandwich, like mm -hmm. it always makes, it's very quirky. Yeah. So it makes up really funny, surreal kind of uh, sentences and stories. So, so is, your, is your overall, if you could speak to your long-term play, is it your goal to kind of move to a middleware provider where other people license your engine and they put their content on it? Is that the end game? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I really believe story time the engine has really long legs. Mm -hmm. And so yes, it's its own entity, and yes, we can do tons of things with that. But yeah, I would love to, we call it powered by story time. Mm. In fact, when I sign my agreement with the, with the World Literacy Foundation, we're gonna say, we want it, because we're gonna swap logos, and the logo's gonna end up on the app, and all mm -hmm. this stuff, and so we want it to be the World Literacy Foundation powered by story time. Now that you um, have gone through the process this far, what would you do differently? <laughs> Boy, that's a lot that's of a, a question. That's a right? loaded question, yeah. Um, you know, we're really at a position where we need to scale, right? It's just my developer and I, and then I have, uh, we have an educational consultant who oversaw the entire uh, just educational, early childhood education component of it. And she lives in Hawaii. And then I have a marketing assistant in India. So it's just really my, my developing partner and I, but I feel like we need to scale, right? And we're kind of at that place where we need to raise seed money, we need to do these things to really scale, because we've bootstrapped mm -hmm. everything. And, and I love to bootstrap, and we love that we have the control over it. However, uh, you know, we need to make revenue. And that's kind of what we're doing now. I've really positioned, instead of going for seed money and investment capital right this minute, we're looking at these licenses that need to happen. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it's, it's hard to say because I feel like, should I have been doing this like a year ago? But we didn't have Storytime International a year ago. And I feel like developmentally, right now is really where it is where it's best to be uh, suited to send out to do these licenses and other kinds of uh, ancillary revenue for it. Mm. 
So I guess to answer the question, it would be to, to potentially look at revenue streams a little earlier uh -huh. so that we could have scaled a little more. I mean, because there's times where I say to Chris, like, can't we just hire someone to do the iPhone version? But he wants to do it. Do you want to go public at some point? We do. Okay. We do, yeah. I know there are people listening to this saying, ooh, I can't wait for the IPO. <laughs> Dang, i got to sign up with this company. Bring it. Yeah. Bring it. Um, we're accepting all offers. No. Um, you know, we, are, we do have a five- to eight-year exit strategy. Uh -huh. uh, it could be an acquisition. Um, but, yes, also taking the public company. I mean, I have a huge uh, fantasy of making this desert like Silicon Desert. Mm -hmm. Right? There's Silicon Valley and Silicon Beach and Santa Monica. And why not have Silicon Desert right here in Palm sure. Desert in the Coachella Valley? Yeah. So, yes, we well, are interested the, in all of those things. You've got the infrastructure here with the high-speed Internet. What's the speed of the Internet here on the fiber? You uh, know? The capability is up to 10 gigs. Okay. Um, it is not set at that right now because there hasn't been the need and it does it, there is a cost to every level that you ratchet it up so yeah. to speak rosanna duran pleasure having you on our show today and laura james always a pleasure having you co-host with us thank you uh, wish you much success and uh, we'll be waiting for that ipo announcement thank you and thank you to laura as well can't wait to come back with a big update about you yeah yes the Public Record Podcast is a public service of the public record, the Coachella Valley's Business News Weekly. If you enjoyed this podcast, I hope you'll subscribe and share it with your friends. I'm Managing Editor Ken Allen, reminding you to make someone's day with something nice to say. Mm -hmm.